Hey? Long time no see. What are you doing here? Work's been kind of slow since cartoons went to color. But I still got it, Eddie. Boop, boop, be Yeah, you still got it. <laughs> What's with him? Mr. Acme never misses a night when Jessica performs. Got a thing for rabbits, huh? You had plenty money, nineteen twenty-two. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back. We have another good one today. I'm it's excited good. to talk about this movie. Oh, Scott, movie. they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Absolutely. Very special guest today. Yes, indeed. Dax! Exclamation point. Drag staple of Atlanta. Dax. Welcome on the show, Welcome Dax. We are so excited to talk to you about... Who Framed Roger Rabbit, directed by Robert Zemeckis, released June 22nd, 1988. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me. We're doing good. Yeah, doing very well. Uh, glad to finally have you on yeah. to talk about this yeah. this epic movie that kind of like ruled everyone's childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, kind of launched like a thousand like drag impersonations of... Uh, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, drag queens have been in cosplay, so yeah. uh, Jessica Rabbit helped with that a lot. Um, we all wanted to be her. Yeah. Uh, and here we are now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Cos- I mean, cosplay... Would I mean obviously you'd refer to yourself as a cosplay queen? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. So I think you're you're a perfect person to talk about this. In not only this awesome character, but there's uh, another female character in this movie that I feel like people kind of forget about. Joanna Cassidy. Yeah. We'll definitely. She's talk so about. good. We'll definitely talk about She's her. She's fantastic. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, Joanna Cassidy is kind of like uh, unsung hero of like queer kids and girls and like just everybody these movies that are, mm-hmm. she's just so i mean come on she's like she's I mean, rose she got both this and blade <laughs> runner in the 80s so exactly that's, that's yeah i mean resume. people always forget about her i mean yeah. she was a staple um in a lot of movies mm-hmm. of that era mm-hmm. um you know because she has like that like she's like her face is like strong and dynamic but feminine mm-hmm. and really pretty yes. but like not in like like like, like an over sex kind of way yeah. like she she can play like so many different roles and has so much range yeah. and shows it off whenever she possibly can like yeah. she's stunning I, I absolutely adore her absolutely. we'll definitely get into her later in the show but we like to begin our episodes with sort of first memories of watching this movie dax did you want to go first I mean, I can. Um, (laughs) Well, I saw it in theaters on opening night Mm -hmm. in 19... 
88, I was there. Um, and it literally changed my entire life from that point forward. <laughs> um, I, 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 mean, like, I grew up, like, you know, loving um, cartoons and, like, loving classic animation in general. Um, and so, like, for me, like, number one, seeing all the characters from all the different, you know, um, I guess universes, if you want to call it that, yeah. um, all in one place together blew my entire mind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I've seen this movie at countless countless times so yeah, yeah it never gets old for me absolutely i feel like as kids this this was our multiverse of madness yeah right it was, it was, it was. <laughs> this was our yeah. avengers and, end game with like exactly. everybody. And, and i just want to go ahead and throw it up there like early on in this episode um i feel that this movie Space Jam and the Rescue Rangers movie that just came out recently are yeah. all the same universe. What? Hey. That's my theory. That's my theory. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's a lot of similarities going on here. Um, so it's almost a as lot as of things combined. Blew, so. blew our minds right it's now. It's almost <laughs> as if the directors of Rescue Rangers maybe really loved this movie when doing <laughs> that. Too much. Like they might have seen it like once or twice or heard about it from a friend. I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that, I mean, the new Rescue Rangers movie, by the way, on Disney+. Plus. We had a good time so with good. it. So, it good. so good. I loved it. I, I loved I, it. I was um, unsure. Yeah. I mean, I love the original cartoon, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, no kid growing up in the 90s didn't watch Rescue Rangers. Like, yeah, this is right? what you do. Um, but, yeah, it definitely surprised surprised me a lot, a lot, a lot. So Yeah, I was kind of worried a little bit about the whole Lonely Island. And I love, like, the Lonely exactly. Island guys. Yeah. But, you know, the, the property is so different. It's like, what, yeah. what? I didn't see how it would go hand in hand, but I feel like it really worked. Same the, it worked. Yeah, the voice, yeah. And, the and, voice and, and situation. John Mulaney in general, like, mm-hmm. I'm always torn on him. Right. Like, I right. want to like him, but then he pisses me off. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> sure. okay, we're good for a while, John. And then just, I'm something else just, like, just idiotic. And I'm like, yes. well, now mm-hmm. I hate you again. Yeah. Cool. So. <laughs> very, very much so. But, yeah, you're right. I think it does uh, most likely take place in this universe. Space Jam as well. We won't talk about the uh, most recent Space Jam entry. We will not. It never happened. No, I was we'll, never there. Like, we, we turned not, it off, we maybe. I don't even think we even made it. Like forty-five minutes into it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. You seen the first. You seen them all. It's it's it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I could talk about that because I have I have issues with Thoughts. the movie. Just, just, uh, <laughs> okay. But I really do feel like Space Jam made every gay kid think they liked basketball for like a minute. Oh sure. Like, every queer was like was like was like you know what? Maybe basketball's kind of okay. I could and do that. Like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, this uh, is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget uh, being in uh, like middle school, having to play basketball during like gym or PE or whatever, and like they, like somebody threw the ball to me, and I had to do that thing where you kind of like bounce it out to the person outside, and then the, I had yeah. zero clue. They're like, throw it over yeah. here. I, was, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean. You know, I think we all have like a childhood trauma from gym class <laughs> in general. Um, I definitely recall being a chubby uh, queer kid yes. um, in elementary school and being forced against my will to play shirts versus skins. Oh, no. And of course, I uh, was skins. Yes. Like really, really, <laughs> yeah. we're doing this. We're doing this day. Like we're just going to do this right now in front of everybody. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that is yeah, that is so. core memory right there, and not in a good way. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Not never a good one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit at the drive-in. What? <gasps> oh, Do you remember what drive-in it was? Yeah. Which drive-in in particular? I don't remember. I have to ask my mother. But I could also, and I don't know if the timing is right. My brain is remembering it this way. I remember seeing it because you know the drive-in is usually a double feature. Yeah. So I remember seeing it with three men and a baby. 
that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. That sounds accurate. That sounds yeah, very accurate. Yeah. That sounds very, very accurate. And I feel like I was just blown away by everything. You know, the yeah. the the Disney of it all, the Warner mm-hmm. Brothers, everything put together, even mm-hmm. just I mean, kids watch cartoons, but like I watched a lot of television. Yes. <laughs> Literal thing. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so like I kind of had reference for, you know, Betty Boop and Popeye and like all uh-huh. of these crazy background characters that are not necessarily just Disney the, or Warner Brothers. Isn't it like the Max exactly. Flesher properties? Yeah. Yep. Fleischer, yeah. I love, I love yeah. Max Flesher animation so oh. much though. You have no idea. It's so um, beautiful. The like, Superman. Yeah, Chuck Jones. Oh. Chuck Jones like changed my life. Like yeah. I, 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 I miss the, the Warner Brothers store. Oh yeah, that may or may not be authentic, but the company's secret, so it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, is it real? Who cares? That certificate of authenticity is telling me that this is a real Mm -hmm. deal. Yes, yes. This planet Hollywood without without food tells me this is authentic. So, oh my god, that is what we're doing today. (laughs) I, I mean. Talking about the Warner Brothers store, my mom would take us to the mall as kids a lot. And I remember just uh-huh. once the Warner Brothers store became a thing, I was like, you can just leave me here and go do your thing. I'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. We Come sad- get me. 100%. In Montana, we sadly did not have the Warner Brothers store Aww. in the entire oh. state. So I don't <laughs> think I ever had the privilege yeah. of ever going in one. And it was a privilege. It was yeah. a magical, yeah. magical place. Um, I mean, like, I mean, like, I have always been like, off and on with Disney. Like, obviously, mm. you know, I don't dislike Disney. Who mm-hmm. dislikes Disney? That's right. literally mm-hmm. impossible to do. Um, but Warner Brothers, for me, has always been, like, my go-to. Yes. Like, yeah. uh, especially, like, Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, especially. Mm-hmm. Just, like, classic Bugs Bunny, you know, the the adventure of Drag Bugs Bunny. You might have heard of him. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Drag Icon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, for me, like, just, like, seeing them, number one, like, in, like, a full-length feature movie, as like special surprise Easter eggs and little mm-hmm, moments, like mm-hmm. just was just like the best feeling. Um, yeah. And still is like, I still have the, the whole Daffy duck um, and Donald duck opening sequence together. Yeah. Like I love that whole, that whole piano dueling pianos thing they do. So great. Um, Bugs and Mickey with the parachute, like just like, I love that scene. It's just the cutest scene. So, yeah. so great. Um, yeah. So my early memories of this movie, yeah. I mean, I'm a little too young to have seen this in the theater, but this oh. is a movie that mm. my aunt Julie, <laughs> when I would go over and visit her, this is among the tapes that she had. It okay. was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Ferris Bueller. Okay. I remember good selection. So I far. remember looking at the box for Ruthless People and being a little freaked out by it. That's for grownups. And I was like, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is for me. This box kind of freaks me out. Um, I now love Ruthless People, but when I was a kid, I was a little too intimidated by like yeah, the yeah. cartoon on the box. Yeah, and Roger Rabbit. And do you remember? I think that this was probably a big push for just home video because I feel oh, like absolutely. a lot oh. of people had this because it was probably one of the first time like yeah. tapes were affordable. Like you could probably pick this up at the grocery store for like twenty five bucks when it, when they when they went down from like yeah. the original ninety nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the films that like I remember vividly like you know every week going to the, the rental store mm-hmm. and my, my mom was always like you can get three movies for the weekend mm-hmm. and i'd be like okay first one roger rabbit obviously <laughs> second great Ray Muppet caper Ooh. and then something new like you know, this is the list <laughs> do you remember the heart on the roger rabbit vhs box that was sparkly what i was obsessed mm-hmm. with that it was like sparkly and yep. like it was raised mm-hmm. yeah 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 the heart yeah. where's there where on the poster it, is there I a heart think that, 
I mean, I, I, I think it was a special edition, actually, ah, if, if memory serves. Interesting. I feel like it was a special edition that came out later, okay. but I do remember it having a sparkly heart okay. at some point. All right. Or it could be a whole Mandela effect thing that I'm just like, also that, yeah. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I mean, this I think timeline right is all just over the place. I so. mean, I was even going to ask <laughs> if it was, because it's a Disney movie, it wasn't the big clamshell Case. No, well, I mean, actually, I mean, technically, it's a touchstone. Touchstone. Really you're right. You're right. It's touchstone kind of, was yeah. Disney's property mm-hmm. rights, basically. For, so, for more so they, they, it only came in the sleeve, but then I think later they did a version that came in like the big um, puffy clamshell right, that all right. Disney movies came in at, at some point. Okay, yeah, okay. but yeah, I mean, immediately loved it, and it's a movie that I would watch over and over again, especially when visiting my aunt Julie, and still a movie that I think I return to this movie about. Maybe once or twice a year. At least. And also, mm-hmm. we live in Los Angeles. Kind of what I love about this movie now is that there's the whole history of Hollywood aspect mm-hmm. to it that you could almost compare this movie side by side with movies like L.A. Confidential and Chinatown. And I would make the argument maybe a better movie than both of those movies combined. <laughs> 100% agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree with that. I mean, definitely more watchable. Sometimes yeah, China, Chinatown, great movie, but, you know, it's iconic and all that. At but every times, now and then... It's kind of a slog. It's a little snooze. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, Roger Rabbit does have, like, you know, um, more down-tempo kind of moments, but mm-hmm. they're not boring ever. Right. Mm-hmm. You're never like, never like, are we still monologuing? What's happening here? Yeah. Like, you know, you yeah, never get yeah. that, that, that feeling of, like, Pick up the pace. Let's get this over with. But um, it strikes such a good balance of, I mean, obviously they're aiming this at kids because half of the characters are animated cartoon. They're tunes, you know, but yeah. also this storyline of like espionage and like mm-hmm. the, the blackmail and yeah. secrets and, and, you know, shady dealings and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, but, but also, I mean, like it. I mean, like, I never read the book. Like, it's one of those things on my list mm-hmm. I, I need to, like, actually go back and do, but, ew, reading, gross. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, like, I mean, the story is, you know, essentially a, a pretty, like, adult kind of situation. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that film noir kind of detective story is not really necessarily for kids. And even, like, the movie itself, I mean, like, by today's standards, it wouldn't be a kid's film at all. Right. Um, because, I mean, yeah. like, I, I had the, um, you know, Disney used to always release, like, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Used to always release these kind of, like, uh, narrated abridged audiobooks with all their movies. Right. So like it was like a cassette tape where like 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 uh, like you know they would just tell you the story you just saw in the movie mm-hmm. again but shorter. Um, and so mm-hmm. I had the one for this one, and then it was of course narrated by Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit himself, um, and he refers to the booze in the movie as soda pop. Ah, okay. Yeah. Because Very it's, interesting. Again, it's for yeah, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I mean, like Eddie doesn't even like really reference it as alcohol except for when he's in the bar in the bar scene. Right. Um, when uh, you know the, the judge has Roger over the over the top of dip, um, <laughs> and then he references it as, as actually like, being bourbon. Mm-hmm, um, but up mm-hmm. until then, like I mean, I remember being a little kid and being like not not thinking anything of it because like what even is bourbon? I'm eight. So, like, right. You know, yeah. Totally. Even, you know, and uh, just well, the actually, idea. No, I, actually, no. I was I was actually five. Okay. I was five when this came out. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, the idea of him being like a washed up cop and he mm. kind of lost his career to alcoholism. Yep. Yeah. After his after his brother was killed by a mystery tune. Yeah. Um, he had a had a had a, had piano, a piano dropped had on a piano his dropped on See, him. and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like his brother was murdered in the line of duty. It was this tune. Mm-hmm. It like drove him to alcohol, but like then we get the joke that 
piano dropped on his head. You know, you know. And yeah. as kids, how, we're like, okay, how gotcha. Joanna <laughs> delivers that line. She knocks it out of the park yeah. because oh, there's oh, nothing oh, in the bar scene. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing like yeah. winky or like yeah. Yeah. Cute about it's how she says like, it. It's, yeah, it's like, like, like like super tragic. It's, it's, not, like, like, it's not, very not, sad. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's playing the sadness of his brother was killed. It was his best friend. It was his partner. The three of us were like this, you know, this unit, and it kind of broke all of us. You know, and she's just and just she kills. And it's this. It's a crazy line. It's a stupid line. Piano dropped on his head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's just that. It's just that line of like kid humor adult sensibilities and i don't know i think um robert zemeckis directed this movie you know directed back to the future trilogy mm-hmm. and you know now he's kind of known for doing you know he directed forrest gump um mm-hmm. classic iconic movies that all deal with some sort of innovative yes. technology or at least the mm-hmm. the good ones do yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can leave out movies like allied I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is that the Brad Pitt one? It's the Brad Pitt and oh, Marion Cotillard movie yeah. where they're spies. We all forgot no one cares. We all forgot about that I one. didn't even know that happened, yeah. so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> when you look on the pre-production for this movie, it's really interesting because Walt Disney purchased the rights to the short story in 1981, and they had wow. done passes of the script, and then they brought in Steven Spielberg to produce it. At one time, Robert Zemeckis approached Disney that he wanted to to direct it, but he was coming off of his first two movies, Use Cars and I Want to Hold Your Hand, which did not do very well at the box office, so Disney passed, sort of, in lieu to sort of get somebody bigger, maybe like Spielberg, to do the movie, uh-huh. and then they ended up circling back to him when, uh, probably Back to back the Future, Future came out. Yeah. Yeah. It just became these gigantic juggernaut-like property, mm-hmm. and uh, and so, all of a sudden, Zemeckis is, okay, he can do this. But, it's, yeah. you know, it's interesting when we watch previous movies that combine animation and live action. You know, Mary Poppins. Um, mm-hmm. That's really the only thing that comes to mind. <laughs> the, the, the only one really before that, yeah, before Roger Rabbit was, was really like, I think really like only Mary Poppins. And, mm-hmm. um, Tom and Jerry well, with, yeah. with, um, with um, Fred Oh, sure, sure, yeah, the yep. one dance. But that wasn't necessarily a movie. It, wasn't full, it was a scene, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's 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 been dabbled in because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and, and even like even like other movies that like just use like special effects, like with the, with the rotoscoping or right. Like, mm-hmm. um, even like Go Motion could technically be kind of uh, aligned to like the same, same kind of things. It's still animation yeah. being overlaid on top of you know film. All the so, weird Ralph Bakshi movies of the 1970s. I love and I yep. love Ralph Bakshi so yeah. much. So yeah. that's a whole different discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, absolutely, that's absolutely. a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, Fire and Ice or Wizards. My, no, oh, feel it, Fritz. Not the cat. Fritz the cat. Thank you. Yeah. I just had a brain fart. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I loved I, I loved Fritz the Cat, especially when I got to college, and I was like, "This is crazy." <laughs> how, um, I'm super into this. I'm such an artist. I know what this is. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of that, animation, that of how familiar are you with Richard Williams, who did all of the animation and effect works for this movie? Um, the name um, I only really know from this, from this. but I never actually really, yeah. like, like, like looked into sure. it. So um, I'm sh- I'm sure I've seen other things he's done. Like obviously, like he's obviously. Things, so right? Richard Williams' big deal, I talked about this on our friend Ashley's podcast, Keep It Weird, when I did sort of Disney ripoff movies, mm. and when I talked about oh. Aladdin, is Richard Williams' big thing was Thief and the Cobbler, that he spent pretty much decades yeah, wow. making. He was making prior to this movie, and when Robert Zemeckis approached him to do the animation, he's like, sure, and maybe Disney can help me 
fund what My I'm working movie. on right now. And nice. Richard Williams did all of the animation, I believe, out of the UK. And I mean, it's fucking stunning when you watch it. Yeah. The thing yeah. about the thing about his previous his other work, The Thief and the Cobbler, when you watch it, uh, the thing is. Disney animators completely ripped yeah. off all of his designs. Like, straight up. Uh, when you look at Disney ripping things off? Yeah. Never. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? It would never happen. Yeah, they thought his movie was never going to get released, so they said, we'll use this character design, we'll mm-hmm. use this color scheme, and we have Aladdin, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But when you go back and watch the finally finished Thief and the Cobbler, his animation style is... So, the reason that it never got finished was because... It's too expensive. Yeah, he yeah. Ha- he does extra frames per second, so yeah, the and, animation and, looks more fluid and three D. And you can really tell that in this movie, you especially because really I mean, like, um, I mean, you know, while I love the animation, looking back at it, you know, now just being older and you know, and all that, like, I do see issues with that sometimes. Like, I mean, like, like everything just moves a little bit too much. Yeah. And for characters like Roger and like Goofy or like you know, um, more round like bouncy characters. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like it works, but like Jessica's face changes every time she turns her head. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, she goes from being stunning to being like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah, like, like yeah. are you an insect? I feel like you might be half ant. I don't know. It's we were marveling like, at Jessica's nose. What nose? What Wait, nose? What nose? <laughs> like, 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 yeah, drag goals. We yeah. get it. Yeah. But, like, but also, like, like, even her nose, it goes from like being like, you know, the hint of a nostril to being the hint of two nostrils to being like, is that a nostril to being like, why is there a line on your face? Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, it just, yeah. like, I love her, but I, I think like, Jessica's one of those characters who just has so much like, um, gravitas to her. We can't tell she's actually terrifying. To look oh at. yeah, um, like I mean, because like when you look at her, you're like, like, like in still drawings or whatever, you're like, oh, stunning, beautiful, mm-hmm. love, wrap it up, add to cart. But but like when she's moving around, it's like her scale changes, her yeah. height changes, her hair gets bigger and smaller. They can't tell when to like add a second eye in there or not. Like it just like it's just like there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's a weird. She's a weird shape. So yeah, <laughs> they and, get real lost themselves. But and the proportions you know, she, of her face are so crazy that especially mm-hmm. when people try to recreate it in three dimensions, you have to mm-hmm. do a lot of illusion yeah. work. Like 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 when Heidi Klum did it. That's the only time I ever seen Jessica Rabbit that was like that Jessica Rabbit. Right. Like I mean, right. obviously every drag was a Jessica Jessica look at some point, mm-hmm. um, or at least like an inspiration or inspired by Jessica Rabbit of some, of some sort. But like you've got it like completely erase any trace of being yes. a human being yeah. to, like, fully be Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Um, she, like, because Heidi Klum's version, while terrifying, was gorgeous. <laughs> and that's what Jessica Rabbit is. Yeah. Terrifying, yet you can't look away because she's gorgeous. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. No. Did she use prosthetics in that look? I know she's done uh, a lot of Heidi. Heidi Klum did. Heidi yeah, Klum she did. did. Yeah, she right? did a lot of prosthetics yeah. in that one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I personally have really never done, done Jessica, Jessica look before. Mm-hmm. I've always been kind of on my list, but... But again, like that—that's a weird—that's a weird face. That, it's a hard one. Yeah. I, I mean, I love her, but also like that's—that's that's a lot of look. Yeah, I think Vanilla <laughs> did one on James St. James. This is my face. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this yeah. is my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. transformations. Uh-huh. Yeah, transformations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the Jessica intro in this movie, that scene at the at the club, so good. Yeah, it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's insane when you watch the way this. Painted, non-existent character interacts with these humans. Mm-hmm. Her hands sliding under his coat, mm-hmm. pulling yeah. his tie. Like, how the fuck? They did all that with robots in 1987. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just, over like, it. Just yeah. Sticks and strings. And yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, like yeah. puppetry and Mary. Like, all that shit. And it looks 
fucking seamless. That crazy effect on her dress. Yeah. Only yeah, and it's effect. only in the song. It's only yeah, in the yeah. song. That, that, that's that's her show look, yeah. obviously. That, yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> sparkly when she's like running around Toontown. And no, it's just red. Wow. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's just red. But but like, like the, the sequin glitter effect. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one of those yeah, Mandela effects that I just assume that it's sparkly. But the whole time, you're just yeah. so impressed by it in the song that you just assume that's how it is in the entire yeah. movie. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I assume that that's like just her show dress. And her right. Mm-hmm. Like a red satin. Mm-hmm. Like something just mm-hmm. like, like a red matte satin. Something just like, you know, sure. wearable for daytime, but also for evening. Um, with my, <laughs> I, my armpit length purple gloves. Like, you know, just a normal <laughs> thing that he would wear. But but speaking of clothes, though, Dolores' mm-hmm. outfits. Yes. Yeah. In, in this movie, she changes her clothes like, like I lost count, honestly. Because, like, <laughs> like, like, like um, she goes to the probate office, and then mm-hmm. she comes back with Eddie to the bar, and the judge finds Roger, well, the judge is looking for Roger there, mm-hmm. and then they make their escape. Um, and then when they get in the Benny the Cab and they go to like, the hide in the, in, the, in the movie theater and watch cartoons, she comes to the theater in a whole different outfit. <laughs> like, a whole different look. Like, she's, like, a different hat, a different dress. <laughs> my hairstyle is different. Like, she comes to like, she's like, oh, I just got off work, so I, you know, changed my entire outfit and came to meet you at the movie as theater. You, as you after do. After packing all of your luggage so you can run through the country or whatever. Like, you know, like, she just has the time. She can just do it. You know, it was the 40s. They didn't, they didn't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> they did not mess around. I mean, and she looks stunning in every every shot like i love all of her dresses she mm-hmm, wears mm-hmm. um she just looks adorable the entire time yeah that's the thing about this movie too it's a it's a period movie it's set in the 40s obviously there's going to be great attention to detail with everything but it's something that since we don't have too much a reference for we're watching it and we're seeing all the men their pants are hiked up yep. to their armpits yep mm-hmm. that's, and, that's how you wear that and their, <laughs> yeah and their ties small ties and their ties are so teeny because it only yep. has to reach the top of your belt Exactly. So they're yeah. tiny and wide. Super yep, short and super wide. Yeah. And and they look like silk, too, which they yeah. probably were. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just so wild. Like, all this detail about the four. All the men just kind of look like Fred Mertz. You know? <laughs> they just have that body type. Yeah. That, that, that's the four. <laughs> you found it. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and it's... Uh, you know, at the time, we, we were all young. We were all kids when we were first introduced to this movie. So we didn't have this frame of reference for, like, why didn't they get, like, you know, Ted Danson for, like, Eddie Valiant? But, you know, they they went with Bob Hoskins, which is an interesting so, choice. Look, looking I'm up, so glad they did. Looking yeah. up the casting for Eddie is really interesting. I think that they initially shot for Harrison. Of course. Harrison Ford, because, of course, yeah, of 1980s Harrison Ford would be at the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. He declined. Um... What were other names? I can't imagine there? Harrison Ford getting the script going yeah. like, no. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, but also, like, I feel like that would have led to him being more, like, typecast yeah. and things. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had done this and then done Blade Runner or Blade Runner and then yeah. this, like, it's like, oh, so you're oh, always sure. going to be, like, um, yeah. the detective type in the 40s, but not the 40s. Right. The 40s. I mean, like, right. what are we doing here? Like, yeah, I'm seeing yeah. picture roles. I'm seeing you totally. in again. Like, totally. You know? I'm seeing <laughs> both Chevy Chase and Bill Murray declined the offer, and Eddie Murphy says to this day he regrets saying no. When oh, he so saw when he yeah, saw yeah, the finished there. movie, he it would said... Have been s- it's like, one of the biggest regrets of his career when I'm he saw sure. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously, I mean, like, if I had the you know, option to, like, be in Roger Rabbit, and then I said no, and then later later it came out, and, it was, and I knew that I turned it down intentionally, yeah. I would have kicked myself, too. But yeah. honestly... It's for the better. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't see him being able to pull off that character. Yeah, it would have been a different... It would... Yeah. It, it, it either would have been, like, too over the top or just not not interesting like bob right. hoskins like has like levels to him you yeah. know like he's unexpected 
Um, and like, also like, I don't see Eddie Valiant as being that like, you know, handsome leading man right. type. Like, I feel like the character needs to be like serious, like every man, you sure, know? Sure. Um, which maybe yeah. Chevy Chase and Bill Murray would have worked, but they would have brought too much of their like kind of, I'm an asshole character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like, and I feel like you wouldn't have, you, you wouldn't even like really see him as Eddie Valiant. You would just see him as, Bill Murray yes, exactly. Too much yeah. would, star, it would, it yeah. would distract from, from right, everything right. else going on. Like with, with all that's going on, you don't need an actor with like you know um, that instantly recognizable face, that household name, right? Next to all these like wiggling cartoons, because it's I would, just like that's yeah. not going on at one time. It sort of disappear into the universe of the yeah. movie a little easier. There's exactly. something about Bob Hopkins when I watch these movies now, like when we did Mermaids <laughs> and Hook, that I'm looking at Bob Hopkins and being like, he's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> he, All right. he has a charm to him. Like, yeah, he really yeah. definitely does. I mean, like, and obviously, you know. Uh, his greatest work of all time being Spice World, obviously. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's not even, that's not even playing around with that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's really interesting when you look at, this movie was produced by Touchstone, late mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bette Midler was at least considered for Dolores? I It would have made okay. sense. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see that. But she, Bette Midler in, in, in 40s clothing, just in general. Yeah, she yeah. would have worked really well. <laughs> yeah. She would have worked really well with Bob. With Bob I think would've. they would have had the the chemistry. But I think that, like, if you're bringing on Bette, you got to give her a number. So I guess that she's going to be singing at this bar, maybe. I don't know. I think she needs a number. And I think Bette Midler, the person, would have looked at that script and said, let's beef this baby up. She needs yeah. more of a part. Exactly for Dolores because yeah. I, mean, I mean she's very much a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um, she does, but she definitely helps move the plot forward, and she yeah. definitely helps like like you know ground Eddie and give him some kind of you know um, just believability. I feel yeah. like I feel like yeah. if he, if he didn't have like this supportive love interest, he would have just been a sad character that you couldn't really get behind you know yeah, like you're yeah. just like why is a sad guy here like yeah. who let him in the know? supportive love interest that she fronts she fronts eddie money by taking money out of the cash register at the bar yeah damn yeah, yeah. yeah. like no wonder he has to get this job dolores yeah. is gonna lose hers yeah there's some crazy backstory uh, we were talking about how there's the balance of the different, you know, this is the multiverse of madness for like 80s kids and all the different kind of properties that are thrown in there. Mm-hmm. It is a little Disney heavy, but I mean, it's a, touchstone, it's a touchstone production, so they're going to give us those mm-hmm. characters. So I was reading that there was notes from Warner that sort of the popular Warner cartoons in the 80s was the Chuck Jones yeah. animation style. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is not what we have in the movie because no. when Richard Williams animated all of these... They didn't use the Warner or the Disney teams. No. They did it with all of his animators. So yeah. I mean, that's I mean, prob- and, and you can see the, see the Chuck Jones reference there definitely. Um, the design, I feel, the design of most of the characters, I feel, um, isn't very Chuck Jones. No. Yeah. Some no. are more than others. Like, 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 like the Disney characters have more of a Chuck Jones feel to them than they normally do. Mm-hmm. But the Warner characters have a little bit less. Yeah. You know, Bugs, and Daffy, like- Bugs and Daffy look like they're very early iterations mm-hmm. of the characters. Which I love, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think Which would make sense for the time period. Exactly. Kind of. I think yeah. he was trying yeah. to go with the, the time frame of the movie. But you're right. I think at that time, you know, we as kids, I w- we were watching, you know, Daffy Duck's Fantastic Island. And, you know, these, like, compilation movies that they were putting yeah. out, you know. And I remember, you know, uh, Looney Tunes being on, like, every day. Same. I don't know if it was yeah. Nick or just local TV or what, but it was They're always on, on Nickelodeon. all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nickelodeon definitely did the play like Looney Tunes, just like like mm-hmm. they would like start like Looney Tunes and then like Tom and Jerry and just yeah. like play throughout the middle in the middle of the day. Yeah, and then save their good stuff for like the afternoon <laughs> or like early in the morning after would, school, know, like, yeah, to school or before yeah. school. But yeah, like yeah. The, the middle of the day would definitely always be just like yeah. classical animation, yeah, just like and then commercials, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also those like those VHS compilation tapes you mentioned, like mm-hmm. yeah, definitely had tons of those. Yep, um, they sold those pretty much everywhere, and, and that's that's how I started watching like. Um, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes and those kind of things because my grandmother always just like had them lying around for the grandkids when they yes, came over. Exactly. And so I would just watch those and then of course have my own collection later too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very interesting the scenes with Mickey and uh, Bugs and then the scene with Daffy and Donald. They're very specifically choreographed so that both characters yep. get the same ex- equal amount of screen, amount time. of screen time, words, lines, all that stuff because exactly. they couldn't like. They couldn't favor one over the other in order to get it in there. But it's like, would this ever happen? I mean, well, it kind of did with Rescue Rangers. They got a lot of non yeah. non Disney property in there, which yeah, was yeah. Um, they, they, they got as many as they you know probably could or yeah. wanted to. But I mean, the majority of it is all Disney. I mean, they use a lot of like Marvel properties mm-hmm. and like um, Disney properties and things that Disney probably has like their hooks into that we don't yeah. even know about kind of things. Oh, sure, um, yeah. Yeah, because like same with like 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 back to Space Jam, like in like the more recent one, they use like anything anything that was ever like DreamWorks is yes. there. Like if it was ever ever DreamWorks or like um, you know live action like sci fi and that kind of stuff, they just, or Paramount in general, anything just that's ever in. anything that's ever touched Viacom in general, yeah, 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 totally. yeah. That's what kind of threw us. We we're like, oh my god, the IP is like you know what burning little, my you eyes. Know what little kids love is Game of Thrones references. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's relatable content. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> for, for their 8 to 11-year-old like target audience. <laughs> but um, we love the uh, Toontown segments, like all the stuff where they're in Toontown is so great. Mm-hmm. But um, we haven't yet talked about Judge Doom. So good. We who have was, not like, Judge Doom. to Christopher Lloyd. No, we have not. Traumatizing a generation of children. This shit's, uh-huh. this shit's uh-huh. pretty scary. By slowly murdering cartoon kids yes. in front of it, them. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as they're just alive and they know they're being killed. Yeah, just, just screaming to death. <laughs> oh my nice. gosh. Yeah. They yeah. really did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The babies were wild. The, the look on that poor shoe space. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're like, this is fine. No yeah. one's gonna mind this. Yeah. It's totally cool. We're just gonna, you know, murder the shoe. It's a shoe. It's Who a cares? Shoe. Like, Can't talk. Oh my it's god. It's a nameless shoe. Oh my lord. <laughs> and it's a clown shoe, no less. Um, but Christopher Lloyd is like, again, kind of like Joanna Cassidy, this under the radar kind of like treasure box of like characters, you know? Yeah. Like Doc Brown. Uh, Uncle Fester, Judge Doom, it's a, and then not even to mention like the stuff our parents loved, like Taxi. Yeah, you know, um, he's just so amazing and just completely changes his look, his physicality, everything about him. And mm-hmm. I mean, this character is fucking frightening. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, and I love his like. I can't tell if they're fake teeth or they just like painted his teeth extra white. Oh sure, just sure. to give him that creepy like that creepy like grimace on his face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he's. I mean, whenever he shows up, I'm already, I'm always thrilled. I'm like, this is gonna be a movie. We're fine. We're, we got oh, this. Yeah. If Christopher Lloyd said yes. We're good. We're, we're in good right. hands. You know. I want to see feeling. this audition tape that I guess that Tim Curry made that was maybe a little too intense. Did That's, Tim Curry that, audition for the role too? So Tim Curry auditioned and it was deemed a little too scary. 
that they're just like, Honestly, I, that's right. I don't know <laughs> if this role, this role would really, really freak out kids. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I guess Tim Curry was, like, on the list of possible Judge Dooms. Yeah. I mean, he's got, he had that, had that great, or has a great voice, you know. Like, mm-hmm. So, he would definitely um, give some great sound bites and, like, the lines delivery, the line delivery would be, would be pretty cool. But I can see him going way overboard with it. Yeah. yeah. Just because he's Tim Curry. Just, just, yeah. just, because, just because he can. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um the, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but just like the the facial prosthetics, the little like crazy tuft of hair, mm-hmm. the like mm-hmm. how just like white his, his pale white his skin is. It's like this this character is nuts. Like, but again, you know, the '80s were wild, and there's a lot of villains in '80s movies that are made for families and children that are just like, oh my god, this, yeah, yeah, like these, they cross the line. These kids, kids <laughs> these like, days, it's like yeah. both this and Return to Oz. <laughs> a lot of sleepless nights. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I mean, Tim Curry too. And like, Legend is terrifying. Oh yeah, know? I mean, I love, I love Legend though. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, terrifying, but also perfect. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the cat, the casting in this in this movie is great. Um, Charles Fleischer, who voices Roger Rabbit, you see Charles Fleischer kind of show up in random stuff every once in a while. Yeah, every now and then. He worked. I mean, he worked with uh, with Zemeckis a lot. He's yeah. in like two of the Back to the Future sequels. But I, I mean, I don't know if he was that big of a voiceover guy. But ever since this, it's just like he, this is an iconic role. Obviously, he yeah. also played Benny the Cab in this movie, which I love. Benny the Cab. I think it's just a funny character. He's yeah. just, he's just so surly. <laughs> Did you do Baby yeah, Herman? No, he, I mean, he always steals the scene whenever he shows up. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. He's Baby Herman. Baby Herman, like, yeah. mm-hmm. and that and it was just. I love Baby Herman though. I, I mean, mean he's terrible. That's why I love him. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't so horrible, I don't think he'd be funny at all. And <laughs> but that's the other thing too. Like, I remember specifically, like my mom and my stepdad losing their minds over Baby Herman. Yeah, like yeah. just thinking he was so funny and like he with the cigar and like slapping ladies on the butt, like all that stuff being so inappropriate. And that's when I was like, okay, my parents are really into this movie, and I'm really mm-hmm. into this movie. That's like kind of they never liked any movies that. Yeah, and, and I really feel like this film like definitely was that um, that kind of bridge between like kids and their parents, and that like you know like especially if you have like have, like young kids, like young kids love mm-hmm. to watch the same movie on a loop forever. Is it yes. loud? Is it yes. shrill? Is it repetitive? <laughs> is it super annoying? Will it give you a headache? Do you have to like learn to like tune it out? Like yes, they want all of those things. But Roger was one of those movies that were like. You know, if you put it on, your parents aren't going to be, like, immediately just repulsed or annoyed by it, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's actually, like, a full-fledged story that goes somewhere with a point and no, like, baby shark or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not It's not Barney the, Barney the Dinosaur. Yep. Um, I think that the L.A. aspect of this movie is really interesting. Okay, so we get Chinatown looked at, like, water in Los Angeles. LA Confidential mm-hmm. is like corrupt crime or like corrupt police force. Mm-hmm. And this movie is about transportation. Yeah. And, and I real, love, estate. real estate. And real estate. I love gentrification. All of, <laughs> gentrification. I love all of the red line aspect of this movie because I feel like I would have I mean that would have been my first introduction to just the red line in Los Angeles. A trolley mean, car. What a time. It was. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. For, me, for me it definitely was. Yeah, absolutely. But, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up here, and so I had no reference for that either. And I specifically remember, you know, seeing this movie and my mom saying, like, oh, your grandma remembers the yeah. red car. Like, your grandma, yeah. you know, she remembers taking it all the time and, and, like, talking to her about it and telling us stories about jumping on the trolley. And it, and it went everywhere. It yep. went, you know, the whole thing about L.A. is that it's so huge and it's so spread out, mm-hmm. you know, and it's there's, like, L.A. County is, like, really big. But the red car, like, did go everywhere. And it went into little neighborhoods, small areas. Like, it's wild how far of a reach it had. And then all of a sudden, it was just gone. Yeah. You know? And then these freeways turned up. And, you know, we we as kids like to talk about... I remember, you know, with me and my sister and my cousins trying to figure out, okay, if they're in Hollywood and they're in L.A., where would Toontown be? Okay, I think Toontown would be, like, Highland Park. And, like, trying yeah. to, like, figure out based yeah, because, on the clues from this yeah, movie, because, the context clues. Because Judge yeah, Doom... It, it, it's actually just uh, um, an Einstein-Rosenbridge. It's actually yeah. um, a coffee dimension. Because um, <laughs> tunnel, the tunnel to Toontown is a dimensional portal, and you can't tell me it's not. No. It absolutely yeah. is. It <laughs> has to be, because how else... <laughs> I mean, I drive by this portal every day when I drive to my job. The real tunnel, yeah. The real tunnel. I mean, the real tunnel is in Griffith Park. That's oh, like, no, yeah, that's, that's the now. that's the tunnel going up to the observatory. Mm-hmm. You see it in a lot of movies. Usually mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. need a tunnel. But there's also a big tunnel when you're driving down the 110 freeway. One of the oldest, if not the oldest freeway in America. Because yeah. when you drive on that motherfucker, that is meant for like... Cars 40, 40 from miles the, an hour? That is meant for cars from the 1950s. <laughs> like, there are three <laughs> lanes. Like, you better... Watch how fast you're going and definitely, like, defensive driving. Look to the front and the back of you. So, I like, we always think Toontown is like Highland Park. Because Judge mm-hmm. Doom says, well, he says eight lanes. That's a little too mm-hmm. big for the time. But he says eight lanes going straight to Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And I mean that was that free like I mean this is getting a little inside baseball LA like transportation stuff but it's true like we we sit here and we like think we're also the guys that you know we lived in Pasadena for a long time so we're also the idiots who are sitting there going where do you think the Big Bang Theory apartment actually is <laughs> I mean we're like this. Sure. This could be this sure. could be the comic book store that they go because they always mm-hmm. talked about being in Pasadena. So we're those nerds that are sitting there again using context clues from you know what's out the window, where you know where are we in this shot, what are they talking about, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. Big Bang especially they use they dropped a lot of local landmarks. So I was like, mm-hmm. I think I got it nailed down. <laughs> we could go visit. We can go yeah. visit Leonard <laughs> and Sheldon today. <laughs> I mean, for me, I spend more and more time um, watching like the MCU movies and then trying to figure out what part of Atlanta you were filmed in. Uh, right? Like, like mm-hmm. do I recognize that bridge? I feel like I do. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I love that because we also love in movies or hate in movies. I guess when the, it is filmed in a place that you're familiar with and. They'll do that thing of B-roll where they'll show the cars driving, and you're like, "That's oh, not. Yeah. That's not how you get there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, like, um, they they do that a lot on like um, Parks and Rec. They mm-hmm. use a lot of like stock photos from parts of Atlanta. Oh, um, okay. Like, 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 like um, um, Amy Poehler's character, um, her favorite diner mm-hmm. was actually um, a diner on Cheshire Bridge Road in Atlanta. Okay. They just always like use like just a photo of the diner and then cut to the inside. And I'm like, mm-hmm. rude. That's rude. <laughs> this is not Indiana. What are you doing over here? Um, so that's usually a fun, that's a, it's a fun game. I think, yeah. I think we all kind of do it if it's something yeah. like, you know, being filmed or 
just, you know, use parts of it or use in the place that you live. I feel like we all do that yeah, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. There's something pretty convincing, too, of how they recreate Wilshire, where Eddie's apartment is. Like, I buy it. Yeah. I buy that's what, like, Wilshire Boulevard looked like in the 1940s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, because it's another thing that because uh, I'm from here, Ooh. I actually... I actually worked a couple of blocks down the street from the El Rey Theater, and you can see the marquee from the El Rey Theater in the shot from Eddie's apartment. So I'm just like, okay, I know where that is. I know what building that's supposed to be. And it's not it. Clearly, they didn't shoot there. But it looks pretty damn good. And, I mean, again, this is just something that you get when you watch these movies over and over again as a kid. Mm -hmm. You just... They just become part of this, like, you know, your brain works a certain way. It's like when you listen to... You know, before when we used to listen to CDs and, you know, the next song would come on, you just know the next song, yeah. right? Like, even yeah. when you made mixtapes and things, you're just, your brain just keys into certain things like that. But this, totally. is, this is definitely one of those movies that we watched enough and, you know, still do to this day. Um, oh, that brings up something that I was going to talk about. There are a couple of urban legends associated to this movie. Oh, sure. About the, the, the freeze frame... Uh, Situation. Is it, is it in Toontown? Is it in one just, building? Is it Jessica Rabbit, which is when you're getting thrown, thrown from the car? Thrown from the car, the yeah. Yes. Oh. I can't remember what that was. I remember that being like like a, like a thing. Yeah. Because, you know, every um, Disney animated movie has those kind of moments mm. in there because Disney yeah. is, what? Notorious for overworking their animators. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Uh, the VFX teams, you know, working for for Marvel, they're like, they're like, they're like, we don't want to work with this anymore. Like, yeah. people are actively like just refusing to work with Disney now because wow. they will happily work to death and then fire you immediately when you're finished. Sure. They have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, I'm gonna Google that freeze frame because I remember <laughs> I remember it being a thing, but I don't remember what it Do was. Do you see like it's, Jessica's um, cooch? Yeah. She so gets, like Benny the Cab. All right, Benny the Cab skids through some dip. And he, like, does, like, a little burnout. And she gets thrown from the car. And as she gets thrown from the cab, her legs are spread wide open. And there's, yeah. there's like, a couple of shots where it's like, they did not draw in the panties. And But in that dress, you really can't wear panties. That's no, real. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, she's professional. We don't want panty yeah, lines. No, not at all. <laughs> even a French cut? No. T- <laughs> she's no, not even dealing with that. It's the 40s. No, no, no. <laughs> there is no French Women's cut. Women's underwear was all... Was all uh, wires and boning and wool. Yes. There was no, there was no high cut. <laughs> wool. Like you, 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 get, you get bloomers and you get a corset mm-hmm. and you get this bullet shaped bra for some reason. It's like 20 <laughs> boobs, apparently. And that's what you're getting today. Oh like, my God. <laughs> I love it. I was looking up the references that they did for Jessica Rabbit and I, yeah, Tex, the Tex Avery Vixen, Red Hot Riding Hood. Red Hot Riding which Hood. Pretty yes. much which pretty much if you just... I love the same actress, the mm-hmm. same character. Uh, you, pretty much uh, just think of... I love. If you way. pretty much just think of Tex Avery, you're usually just referencing that when you're thinking of it. Because it's the it's the wolf with his jaw dropping. Yeah, the zoot suit and the, and, yeah. the, and the eyes popping. Yeah, it's that whole... That whole... That whole... That whole um, fairy tale thing that he did for like, okay. a hot man. What's um, her name? Red he Hot Hood? whatever possible. Red Hot Riding Hood, and Red she has Hot a and she has a musical number in the okay, short too. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The other references were, of course, Rita Hayworth and uh, Gilda, and Ru- she mm-hmm. definitely has the Veronica Lake hair too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Red Hot Riding Hood has an updo. 
she's up to. But, yeah. but, but I mean, I mean, but honestly, like, I mean, it's the same face. Let's be real. I mean, Jessica's face is a little more, um, like streamlined. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, but it's pretty much the same, the same face. She has the big pu- puffy lashes. She mm-hmm. has the heavy eyelid. Um, and the, the hair color is, is like a direct reference as well as, as well as like her outfit. Sure. Um, yeah. Right and she's, you know, she's, she's a nightclub singer and she's, you know, a bombshell. Like, it's all, it's all the same. It's all there. You know? Red Hot yeah. Running Hood is also giving me a little cool world, too. It looks like, I it looks well, like, that, it looks that like was, Kim That was the basis. And I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen the original um, Jessica character designs, um, but she wore, like, a completely different dress. It was like a halter. She had these giant bazooka boobs that <laughs> went straight out from her chest. Um, and literally... No waist, just a spine and then some legs. Like, you know, like she, I mean, she was a lot more Veronica Lake. Um, uh, I'm looking at it now on, on, my, on my screen just because okay. I wanted to remind myself of it too. But I mean, like, I, she obviously went through a lot of redesigns, but she was heavily based definitely on, um, oh, yeah, Red Hot Riding Hood for yeah, sure. We, we Same with Hollywood the... from Cool World. Holly, yeah. Um, I was like, going to say, a, that was a direct reference. It wasn't even a question. Like, I was going to say, should, you know, we, we have to talk about, you know, the, uh, the animated elephant in the room, cool world. Is it a ripoff? I mean, is it just one of those Armageddon versus I've deep actually, impact? I've never, I've never seen cool world. Oh my God. Shut up. Yeah. I've never seen it. Cool world was definitely a response to Roger Rabbit because yeah. of how popular it was and how big it, it got like, like people knew it was going to be a big deal, but they didn't realize how big of a deal it was. Right, right. Because I, mean, I don't know if it's still there because I haven't gone to Florida forever because Florida's the worst. Um, right. But in Disney World, there was a Toontown. Yeah. They built after this movie happened. It's, um, it's gone that now. I used to gone. frequent yeah. because we were, we were, I'm a nerd. So <laughs> We were just there in September and it's gone. Oh. They Our, turned, it was, it, yeah, I, I, I remember it. I, yeah. I remember yeah. it. They uh, turned it into – at one point it was uh, Duckburg – Really? Yes. Now that I'd like to see. And then yeah. they went from it went from Duckburg to Toontown, and then now it's just kind of like a Dumbo circus kind of. Yeah. It's like a circus scene area because they have because Dumbo's so popular, weird that they built yeah. two side by side. Yeah. So, because it's such a popular ride that there's literally two identical Dumbos right next to each other. And oh, okay. So, so yeah. that took up most of the space that they had used, and so mm-hmm. it's all just kind of like this circus theme. So, bye bye. Uh, they're Toontown. doing they're doing a refurb of Disneyland's Toontown in, right now in Anaheim, really? in California. Mm-hmm. There's a Who Framed Roger Rabbit ride. Yep, and it's amazing. It's actually really okay. fun. Yeah, it's actually really fun. It's uh, it's a dark ride, but the car that you're in has a teacup. Yeah. Wheel, so Zero. you can spin, mm-hmm. and you're yeah, in the taxi. You can spin the taxi mm-hmm. around. Okay, that's, that's pretty cool. It also right. has yeah. one of the best lines in Disneyland too. Oh yeah, because you're, you're going yeah. through Toontown. Yeah, nice. Okay, the queue. It's yeah. all indoors, and the whole queue is. It looks like Toon, you can like peek into Jessica's. Uh, uh, dressing room and it's all like black light well, and like that's yeah. That's teaching teaching the wrong message to the children. It's okay to like just watch ladies changing from the window. That's totally fine. That's normal. Like, she's not quite playing boys pat- boys. She's not quite playing patty cake with anybody, but you know that scene when I was a kid always used to get me of just Same, how patty cake. quite literal it is. It's so funny. It's so it's, it's a joke such a good gag. Like, that is like, 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 like Eddie's face. You're like you're like oh it's getting weird in there. And it becomes like the next scene, and it's like literal. Patty cake. Yeah. <laughs> not my Jessica. Not Patty cake. 
okay? Is it possible? I don't believe it. It can't be. It just can't be. Just because my wife is absolutely impossible. I think that's the night of my life. The apple of my eye. The green of my coffee. You better start drinking it black, because Acme's taking it clean now. Hard to believe. Marvin Acme's been my friend and neighbor for 30 years. Who would have thought he was a sugar daddy? Somebody must have made it do it. <laughs> yeah. So you know what's interesting about um, you know Roger and Jessica is that I feel like as kids, you know, we kind of we saw the trailers. I don't know if it was ruined, but I think the gag is supposed to be if you've never seen this movie and you woke up from a coma, you have no idea what this is. Eddie doesn't know that Jessica is not a rabbit. You mean like at first? You mean yeah. Like, like in the beginning, Until, he thinks she's a rabbit. Right, right, right. Because because uh, she's cause, Jessica you know, Rabbit. Maroon is just telling about, about about Roger's wife, mm-hmm. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. And so naturally, he's like, "Oh, she must be a cartoon rabbit." That, right. That right, tracks. Right. Um, and then he meets her, and he's like, "Wait, this makes zero sense to yeah. me." <laughs> but we, as the audience, mm-hmm. we off- obviously sure. know Jessica. So I think it would be a very interesting, or would have been very interesting, to go and not knowing. But I think they mm-hmm. really used Jessica pretty heavy in the marketing. For this. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it, I don't remember in the trailers or the. Or the marketing promo yeah. before it came out, if they um, announced much about Jessica, mm-hmm. I feel like they didn't because I remember. Like, I, I just feel like when I was a kid, when I first saw her, my jaw kind of yeah. dropped, gag, mm-hmm. because I yeah. was expecting like that to show up, right? Um, um, I don't remember. I feel like if they did use her, it would have been like just like as like like you know the typical like femme fatale kind of like situation, sure. Like, you know, just to show the whole de- de- detective kind of storyline. But I don't remember, honestly. I just remember, like, seeing her and just being, like, floored. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, wanting to be here immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we need so, to- but that's, that's just normal, right? Everyone yeah. does that, right? Yeah. We need I, to talk normal. about Kathleen Turner because no yeah. one we did do. the we 80s do. quite like Kathleen Turner. I, I mean, mean, what a run. Like, Roger <laughs> Rabbit, Body Heat. Romancing the Stone, directed by Robert Zemeckis, so she had a working relationship with him. Yeah. Probably the main reason why she did the movie. But yeah, like, uh, Accidental Tourist. I mean, she was in some huge movies in the 80s. Oh, yeah. She was a massive star at yeah. that time period. And, and I mean, and, but her voice is just so yeah. like, iconic. It's oh, so yeah. sexy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, her playing Jessica, just like, like that voice, just like. It, it, it seals the deal. It, 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 it's like there's literally no other voice you could possibly have. Yeah, mm-hmm. like no yeah. one else could even come close to it. Like, yeah. it, it, it. like that design without that voice makes no sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And the lines are killer. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. All, mm-hmm. Like all that stuff. Like, and she and she again. She's playing this role, this cartoon character, animated character, without a hint of irony. Mm-hmm. She's just in there, yeah, killing it, being a legit femme fatale tune and it's great it's great it's so good yeah Yeah. um i don't mind that it's not her singing you know whatever so i'll let it go i'll let it go it's it's totally fine like you know as someone who pretends to sing for money there you go sure i'm letting it go i'm letting it go go. (laughs) according to imdb this is amy irving singing singing is that spielberg's wife at the time wild spielberg's wife at the time okay okay was she covering, covering Miss Peggy Lee, of course. Right. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, no, I mean, I love it. Like I, I that whole scene, I, I feel like every queer person had their mind completely just like blown and shattered and just like thrown on the floor. Yeah, yes. um, that whole like 
there's no uh, there's no better entrance I've ever seen in a film. Yeah. Um, and to this to this day, I always try to open a curtain with my leg. I try it, I fail, <laughs> but I try it. At least. You try I'm, it gonna, anyway. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get it one day. One day it'll work. It'll work, and the cameras will be there. <laughs> yeah, they better be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, like you said, as a response to this movie, we got Cool World with. Mm-hmm. Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Yes. And, and in that movie, they really designed the character to look like Kim, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and you get the crazy Ralph Bakshi rotoscope, too. Mm-hmm. His signature. Yeah. I mean, some of, some of it is rotoscope. Some of it looks to be a little bit more hand-drawn, a little bit more fluid. Exactly. I mean, like, anything with Holly or um, the other, the brunette, I always forget her name. I don't know why I always forget her name. Well, right. Holly's friend. We'll sure. call her Holly's yeah. friend. What's, um, what's anyway, um, but, but you know, characters like that are definitely rotoscope for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you know, um, a lot of the other ones aren't until this, like, the shots get like super crazy, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that just depends on, on like the kind of the, the anatomy of the character. It depends on what it really calls for, you know. Um, but I mean, uh, Cool World was obviously definitely made for adults specifically. Yes. There was no, there was no like getting around that. They were like, you know, Roger was cool and all, but let's do something like for adults. Um, and Ralph Bakshi just. Nailed it. Like, the movie is a little unhinged. Yeah. I was going to say, what's Um, the story of Cool World? Does Brad Pitt play a detective in it? He does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's. Yeah. It's hard to. Yeah. (laughs) We need to just watch it. And, like, he brings her in. Oh, and Gabriel Byrne is in there. I think he's, like, an artist, an illustrator. Holly gets brought into the real world and becomes. Mm -hmm. she wants to be yeah, human to just yeah. do like a magical spike mm-hmm. to to like open a tear in space time to make <laughs> herself into a person. Yes. But Brad Pitt's in love with a with a tune in, in in Cool World, and like if he has sex with her, then he becomes a tune also. Oh my god! So like, why is that not working in reverse? And the whole thing <laughs> is made up by some guy who's in prison. Who spends his whole time in prison designing this comic book Gabriel that's called Burns. Cool World? Yeah, and then he gets out of prison and he's a star. Wow! And it's it's so many it's so much going it on. Sounds like, it's nutso. a lot going on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. <laughs> it's Don't they have a thing where like they're not called they're not called tunes? They're called like doodles. Doodles. There you go. Doodles. Yeah, they had because to... it's the world he created with his doodles okay. and his sketchbook. And yeah, love it. It's a it's a whole thing. It's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we are kind of animation nerds ourselves. Like we love, you know, wizards and fire and ice. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, Lord of the Rings, all the, all the Bakshi nice. stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one that, and, and cool world always is on and off of like yeah. Amazon prime. It's always streaming mm-hmm. somewhere for free. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's easy to get, to get your hands on, but it's one of those ones that we just never kind of got around to it, even though it has like young Brad Pitt, like early 90s. Can't, can't yeah. complain there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and Kim um, is just gorgeous in it. And, but I don't remember at the time, didn't they do a big thing where they like cover up the Hollywood sign with like, like the character Holly? I think there's like, it was. I, don't I think they had some money and like shelled out and did like a like a guerrilla art thing where they put the character on the Hollywood sign, like in real. That's life. nice. That's nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, but, but again, like you know, it coming out after Roger Rabbit, they saw how big Roger Rabbit got, mm-hmm. and they really wanted to like get that for themselves too. So yeah. I mean, I, I I know the promotion for Cool World definitely was bigger than Roger Rabbit because like I'm seeing it like on commercials on TV all the time. Yeah. Like I saw it when I was probably way too young to see it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I was there because um, you know. 
It's a cartoon. How bad could it be? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I remember listening to an interview on The Nerdist with Leah Thompson, and she talks about after they made Howard the Duck, and she said <laughs> she watched Roger Rabbit, and she's just like, well, there you go. That's like, what it should have been. That's what it should have been. That's what the Howard the Duck I, movie should have been. I disagree. <laughs> Howard, yeah. Howard the Duck, though, those puppets were terrifying. <laughs> that makeup was just stunning and disturbing. And, like, that is a that is a giant duck. You are correct. Yeah. Yes, that is absolutely a talking duck. Um, yeah, I want I want a reboot of that. I want that to come back. Well, like, I mean, James Gunn this. always sort of drops Howard the Gun or Howard the, uh, Howard the Duck references in most of the Guardians movies. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm he's, assuming he's been in the movies. I'm assuming the there's a full like Howard the Duck adventure somewhere in the MCU. I, I feel like they might not. I mean, like he's already you know, obviously voiced by Seth Green, so mm-hmm. like they have it all cast figured out. But yeah. I feel like because I, mean, I I, I uh, I'm not sure, but I feel I really feel like like they if their deal with Hulu had gone better or been um, um, more lucrative for them, it might mm-hmm. probably would have been sure. a Hulu series. Fair, because, yeah. I mean, like, you know, they did, they did Hit Monkey, which my boyfriend loves it. I'm like, meh, it's Hit Monkey. I don't really care. <laughs> um, but they were going to be doing um, Silver and Black, which is going to be Black Cat and Silver Sable, which Ooh. I was like, let's do this now yeah. at Descartes immediately. But, of course, it was, I was after, like, you know, they did, like, the Modoc show, which is great, and then Hit Monkey, and then they kind of just stopped working with Hulu. Sure. Um, and those kind of got canned. I feel like Howard the Duck would have been like next on that list just because yeah. they would fit with that weird kind of Hulu vibe they were trying to give with all their like random off the wall shows they were doing. Right. Characters that no one, no one really knows that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a great fit for Disney Plus. No, it, so. it has to be really adult. Yeah. It has to be, it yeah. has to be pretty gross. <laughs> so. I mean, we kind of, we kind of stand by the Howard the Duck movie. Yeah. Like, we like we, Howard the Duck. I, I love it. I think I think it's Leah's a so serve. wrong, but so right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Leah Leah is a serve, Leah's and that serve. song yep. is great. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. bop. <laughs> she never lets you down though. No, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I've yet to be let down by Leah Thompson, honestly. Yeah, totally. Her looking through Howard's wallet and her finding the condom and just being like. Howard. Oh, Howard. Howard. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you pervy duck. <laughs> With these tiny unwrapped duck condoms. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, that was just done a few years before. Mm-hmm. And it just, there was really cool elements that they had in mind, but yeah. they just couldn't land it. Yeah. And everything exactly. in Roger Rabbit is kind of similar and it completely works. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, that, Howard the Duck's also, like, that kind of era where, like, that was, like, the go-to for the 80s, like, that, like, Garbage Pail Kids era, yes. that, like, like yeah. creepy, disturbing puppet prosthetic kind of mix, mm-hmm. um, where, like, you know, gross humor and dark, dark gross humor was, like, like a trend. Like, it was just, yeah. like, I think Howard the Duck fits. I think it's fine the way it is. Um, I mean, you know, would I call it good? <laughs> Debatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will so I generous. watch it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, I mean, you know, Roger was like Roger was just kind of a, a trailblazer. Like, like this movie, like it definitely changed the game for everyone. Um, it, it revived animation in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely like you know changed technology and everything else. Like I mean, like it's just a solid film. Yeah. Um, that and as a changed kid, the industry. As a kid who really liked cartoons, like I said, we watched a lot of TV. There were some of the other cartoon characters in it that maybe I wasn't super familiar with, and it kind of made me want to find out about them. Or I always exactly. had that memory of like, oh, they were in Roger Rabbit. You know, um, the mm-hmm. Weasels are from Wind, Wind in the, the Willows. Willows. Yep, 
the weasels are there really they're, they're yeah. from Wind in the Willows I didn't put that together I didn't put that yep. together at all honestly. they take over <laughs> Toad Hall at the end of uh, Wind in the Willows yeah well it's uh, um, it's Ichabod and Mr. Toad is the is the movie that half the yeah. movie, half the movie is the Sleepy Hollow, and the other half of the movie is, is Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad. I didn't and, put that together you know, at all. Yeah. Like, I'm mad at myself for that one. But also, I haven't seen that seen that film specifically. Yeah. I, but it's been at least yeah. 20 years, oh, yeah. if yeah. not more. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about that is like we're. I'm sitting there going, I know I have this. I know where these weasels are from. What you know, and then when yeah. you finally put it together, you're like, oh, okay, you know. And yeah. then seeing, you know, seeing Betty Boop, and then hearing that voice, oh. and putting together that that's the actual Betty Boop, mm-hmm. and she was in Christmas Vacation. I love her. Like, Holy I shit. love her exchange with Eddie Valant because they have like a past. It's very cute. Yeah, yeah. it's very cute. Yeah. It's, it's very, one of my favorite yeah. moments of the movie. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and then, of course Droopy, just for his uh, cameo. Yeah. Just as droopy. So. <laughs> it's a cameo and it's cute. It's funny, you know. Yeah, um, it's very droopy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, Lena Hyena. I was going to say, we been, haven't. Never been seen ever again, <laughs> but I love the name Lena Hyena. Like, I've, I, I'm mad at myself for not picking that as a drag <laughs> name. Why not? You could have taken it. <laughs> I could have. And now I'm like, because like, like, I've always loved that name. It's from the, the house of name. From the house of hyena. Name. The house of hyena. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Hyena is I just like it's a good band name. It would have been a t shirt. Like <laughs> Is it like Freckles or is it here. Acme? It's Acme. What on Nina? On Nina, I think it's acne. No, it could be freckles. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who knows? I think it's freckles. Yeah. I think it's freckles. I think it's supposed to be like just like freckles and like she's just yeah. Um, she's just supposed to be like just like Body. like just like <laughs> the gross version of Jessica. <laughs> so everything like Jessica that she wishes she was Jessica so bad. Yeah, but, like, nothing holds her boobs in place apparently, and they just like go flapping in the wind. I don't even know what's happening with that. <laughs> and I think that voice actress, I think it's June Foray, who is a sure. She's Granny. Rocky Bullwinkle. Yeah, Rocky mm-hmm. Bullwinkle. She's Granny in, you know, all the Warner Brothers stuff. I think it sounds like that classic, like, June voice. That's another thing we love. And, like, she's, kind of, and she's kind of the go-to. It was kind of oh. the go-to then for, like, almost totally. every animated voice. Now it's Tress McNeil, yes. obviously, because mm-hmm. what, what, can't, what, what can't she do, honestly? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, June Foray was definitely like just kind of a go to. Yeah, like you're doing making cartoon, get June Foray yeah. in here for no reason. At yeah, all. Like, you know? if you have a, if you have a, any sort of female character, bring her in. Yeah. She's there. Yeah. She's was she Witch Hazel, I think, which I love yes. Witch Hazel. Mm-hmm. Tress McNeil, by the way, if you ever listen to any of the Futurama um, commentary uh, tracks, yeah, that entire cast is. That shit insane. They're kooky characters. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad about that. I mean, I, I love Futurama so much. Um, I don't really listen to a lot of like, you know, commentary kind of uh, sure. things on shows and movies and things because I have my own commentary. I'm fine. There you go. Um, <laughs> but but I I love I love Futurama so much. Yeah. I, I love that entire cast. I I will rewatch it all the time. It's one of my go to. Just like if I'm like working at my desk and want some background noise. Futurama. If Absolutely. I'm like, you know. Um, hungover, Futurama, yeah. like, whatever I'm going through, Futurama is there. So I, uh, when the show was canceled, I want to say the first time, and they did the straight to DVD movies and uh, Bender's Game, mm-hmm. which is the the D and D one. That's, yeah. that's the one specifically that I listened to the commentary for. And John DiMaggio, Tress McNeil, <laughs> and uh, 
Fry. I can't. I can't remember his name right now. Billy West. Billy West mm-hmm. are like certifiable. Yeah, and just the three of them in a Crazy. room, just talking mm-hmm. and just doing voices and throwing out character, and John and Tress just going back and forth doing voices, just trying to out cuckoo <laughs> so, each other. So theater nerds, basically. yes, They're absolutely. Nerds. Yeah. Yeah. There you Got go. It. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they just they, they just really want attention right now mm-hmm. and forever. I think, Theater nerds. I think it. you cracked 100%. the code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> But yeah, and I think that's something like a person like Charles Fleischer yeah. who has that kind of energy. And you have to have that energy to, to pull off this Roger character because the character of Roger is crazy. Yeah. He's all over the place, he's yeah, still, the entire time. Yeah, like and, no impulse control. Like he's he's half listening. Like, and you know, know, and when we watched it again the other night, just for our, you know our catch up and our research, he's funny. Yeah, there's some line hilarious. delivery with them that always makes me laugh. Whenever uh, Roger Rabbit looks at the photo of his brother and he says he looks like a sober fellow, a sober fellow, <laughs> I fall over each time. Yeah, it's, it's very it's very buzz buddy, but also like. Um, um, the handcuff scene. Yes. Yep. Still, I still love the handcuff When he takes scene. it out, so good. <laughs> Just to like steady the little box. Funny, yeah. <laughs> only when it was funny, yeah. Only yeah. if it's funny. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the rule. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he's like, they're in the movie theater hiding out and he's just watching Goofy doing like gymnastics and laughing his ass off. And the newsreel comes on. He's like, oh, it's a newsreel. And I was like, yes. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> like, yeah. Relatable content. Love it. Yeah. So, and that's as like animation nerds, movie nerds, we just love like. It's the best of all Everybody of it. involved. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. got like great voiceover, great, you know, live actors, like people doing character work, people doing like real legit acting. And then mm-hmm. just the technical aspects of this movie, like you said, it just has everything in there. And mm-hmm. I think Robert Zemeckis and probably Spielberg are like the only two people that have, could have pulled this off yeah. in 1988. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You yeah. know, cause it's just like, it would have taken years for anybody else to, and the movie has a quality that it never really winks at its audience. Like it plays everything pretty serious. I mean, fast forward to, like, Shrek in 2001, where yeah. everything is just pop culture joke after pop culture joke, and remember this, isn't this funny? We're, we're mm-hmm. referencing The Matrix. And I mean, <laughs> that's just not really how yeah. movies were made in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's definitely, like, you know, self-contained. Um, it's not making fun of itself, but it's still lighthearted. Um, yeah. Like, you know, it gets serious, but not too serious. I yeah. mean, there's stakes, like things go up and down. And also, you know, it's, it's a film in the 80s. So, like, you know, anyone could just die. You never yeah. know. It's the 80s. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, I think also it kind of benefits from being a period movie in that mm-hmm. it you can't really you can't really date it. You can't yeah. be like, well, this just looks like an 80s movie because they did such yeah. a good job of making it that period, you know, mm-hmm. specific. And like, Absolutely. and like you said, Scott, we talk about this a lot, but like movies nowadays are so self-aware, especially with comedy and comedic sort of aspects. The death of sincerity mm-hmm. in movies. We're just talking yeah. about it on our commando episode. Yeah. yeah. That you have to, if a movie is going to be funny, it has to be self-referential and it has to mm-hmm. have references and all that. And this just, it just doesn't have any of that. It's just so like, it's just pure comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. what, that's what those animated movies, animated cartoons from the 40s and the 50s it was just comedy for comedy's sake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. 
Warner Brothers, Chuck Jones, the Walt Disney, Mary Melodies, all that shit was just like, they just had to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like, you know, musical and funny. Like, that's yeah. all it was. And, and, and honestly, like, I, I miss that kind of animation. Yeah. You know, like, especially like ones with like, you know, literally no words at all. We're just going to be just like, it's telling a story. It's still got a beginning, middle, and an end. It's still going somewhere, but it's yeah. just like rapid fire, goofy nonsense yeah. um, <laughs> set to music. And then we're done. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah. We, um, we do, like you were saying at the, at the top of the show that you have a love for Chuck Jones and just his animation style. We always call out like, Oh, this is a Chuck Jones. You can tell just yeah, like, you can mm-hmm. tell by those lines. They're little eyelashes. The design style, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're little, they're little like, uh, Cindy Lou Who eyelashes on everybody, you know, just a very yeah. specific character, character design. Um, there's something so pleasing about how Bugs is drawn when it's from, oh, yeah. from Chuck Jones. Yeah. I, I fully agree. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, like even like, you know, Tiny Toons would kind of reference that a lot oh, of yeah. times, you know, like Tiny Toons definitely had like two different studio houses working on the, on the episodes. And like, when I was a kid, I'd always get like mad when it was the other studio. Cause you can tell <laughs> the, the, the design just kind of changes. Everyone looks sure. kind of like, like kind of like thinner and like, not sadder, but not as like bouncy and round and like sure. voluminous as okay. as like you know their main style, okay. um, which was like heavily inspired by, by by Chuck Jones, right? Um, which I think is the best way to do anything. Yeah. honestly, like I, I love this animation style so much. Like it's one of my one of my favorite kind of like styles of of art, just in general. Scott was at work the other day, and I was going through Tubi. The fine free bless, app. Bless Tubi. Oh, Tubi. Oh, oh yeah. Tubi. Yeah. Okay, no, I know Tubi because mm-hmm. they have um, uh, VIP starring Miss Pamela Anderson <gasps> um, in uh, full. Yep. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, we know Tubi. That's we the are. VIP yeah. is their like kind of Charlie's Angels ish yep. girl yep. detectives. Yep. Produced by Pamela Anderson. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, always syndicated. It. it would be on like Saturday night at, at like 11 30. Two, two in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It was Saturday morning. Yeah. It was Saturday oh, morning at like Mon- 11 a.m. In Montana, <laughs> it was like, it was a nighttime show uh, on a okay. weekend. Uh-uh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not for the rest of us. The rest of us were like, we're like waffles and Pam Anderson. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Love it. Well, Tubi is a, is a fine internet service. It is absolutely free. And I noticed the other day that they got, um, Ricky Tiki Tavi, do you remember that uh, one? So good. Yes. That's been so many years. Yeah, it's, so it's on Tubi, and those snakes <laughs> are still fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, fully agreed. I'm yep. sure they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, still I, 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 give me I, I, nightmares I, I, to this day. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, we we love finding the uh, old an- animated movies that were not. Disney, you know, we just watched yep. The Secret of Nim the other day, and like all of the Don Blue stuff, lost our mind. All Don Blue, how beautiful mm-hmm. Secret of Nim is, how beautifully animated that movie is. Oh yeah, yeah. And the thing, the thing about it, like we were saying, you know, Richard Williams and his team did all the animation on this, so the Disney animators and the Warner Brothers animators didn't touch it. So when you see, like, in the background, in the mm-hmm. big wide shots at the end after they break through. The, the wall, the wall mm-hmm. at the factory, and everybody comes in to look at the dead. The puddle of the judge. Yeah. <laughs> the puddle. <laughs> the puddle of the judge. There's a steaming puddle of, of what used to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking at the background, not really paying attention to what's going on, and going, okay, Goofy looks a little off model. Yeah. Goofy looks a little cuckoo. All right, Minnie looks weird. What's going on here? But it wasn't like, it's so interesting that Disney allowed another like animator to come in and just do this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's honestly shocking. It's, it's crazy shocking. And, and it is funny to just kind of like freeze frame those shots and just kind of look in the background. And you're like, okay, 
Goofy looks really weird. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but, you know, if you it's can, not just Disney kids. There's a lot of other people doing fine animation If work you can get a hold of Thief and the Cobbler, we own it on Laserdisc. Because, yes, we are, oh. a laser, we, are, we are a Laserdisc household. Um, I would say it is Fancy. worth watching. It yeah. is a, It is worth watching, but it is kind of a mess because Miramax ended up distributing it. And it does feel a little cut to death that they just yeah. sort of strung rough cuts together to make a 90-minute movie. Yeah. But the yeah, the original out, the original footage that he put together is insane. The amount of hours that they put in to animate this what would have been a very beautiful movie. Um, there's glimpses of it in there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's still in there. You can see um, that yeah. there is yeah. a really great movie somewhere in it. Yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, and that's Richard Williams who do, who did the animation for this. And unfortunately, it got it got taken away from him. You know, this movie was his. It was going to be his masterpiece, but you know, and like we said, if you if you, I mean, Google it. Wikipedia the story of the Thief and the Cobbler. Listeners yeah. do that too <laughs> because the Wikipedia entrance is pretty fast because you'll see. These characters, uh, this character uh, is called Zigzag in The Thief and the Cobbler. It's Jafar. Mm-hmm. It's Jafar. It's, yeah. it's just... Yeah. No, I mean, no, I, I, I've seen the, the Thief and the Cobbler, but yeah. not since I was in college. Like, yeah, not, yeah. It's been a minute mm-hmm. um, since I've seen it, but I've definitely seen it. Um, yeah. and I remember Zigzag, like, of course. Yeah. Um, it's Vincent, but yeah, no, that's, that's where, yeah. It's like, but Disney does it all the time. They, they, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll see, you know, designs from other places and they'll just be like, we'll take that and then tweak the codes a little bit and now it's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a whole controversy about, uh, Lion King is yep. supposedly mm-hmm. just lifted from an anime. It is, uh, it's called Kimba the White Kim- Lion, right, I Kimba. believe. Mm-hmm. Which uh-huh. was like a series, I think, and uh, no, I feel, I, I was in a movie. Film. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to Google it right now. Okay. I haven't thought about that in a while. So yeah, yeah, and, and, the white lion. yeah, and that's the thing where it's not necessarily this animation style or the, or the d- look, but it's the whole story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, but it's just like Disney's just this, you know, they're a juggernaut corporation, and they're, they're going to get away with it because they can, but. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take yeah. away from anybody's love of The Lion King. Great movie. No, not yeah. at all. I mean, yeah. It. The Lion yeah. King is, a, is definitely a classic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but Disney has been known to just kind of borrow certain um, ideas that have been proven to work for the people. So yeah. they're just, it's, just, it's just good business. Yeah. It. It's just good business, really. It's just good business. <laughs> oh, man. Well, do, uh, do we have any closing thoughts on Who Framed Roger Rabbit and how uh, this movie just kind of like put a lasting stamp on her? Psyche. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, um, you know, obviously, like you know, seeing all of our favorite characters kind of come together yeah. in you know one place um, was obviously groundbreaking and mm-hmm. definitely something that that I, I, I love. I love whatever. I love a good crossover, so I'm yeah. always here for it. Um, I mean. The takeaway is always just Jessica. Yeah. Just yeah. like she's, I mean, even though like, you know, by the end she becomes like a damsel in distress, she's never like a solo damsel right. in distress. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, um, and that's pretty rare for a character that, that number one looks like her. Yeah. Um, and number two is pretty secondary, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of is more of a supporting role. Um, but no, I mean, no notes, honestly. Yeah. On the movie at all. <laughs> I, think this, no I think this movie sort of, introduced me as a kid to just classic Hollywood movies, I think. True. Just because it's structured like an old movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially, like, kids don't normally like watching black and white 
detective movies from like the 1940s and this is a Wait, good they don't yeah. <laughs> what like, this was it, this. like this might introduce children to like what something like film noir is and yeah. like the femme fatale yeah. and just sort of all of those cool elements in an older movie so yeah. i think that's kind of what my big takeaway yeah. when i was a kid i think just was yeah and, and definitely like, like Art Deco styles yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because I know for me, it's like I didn't really. I mean, you know, obviously I was a literal child, so yeah. I wouldn't have a reference for like Art Deco. But like, you know, that movie happened, and then like rewatching it again and again and again, you start kind of like recognizing different kind of like um, just silhouettes and shapes mm-hmm. and like design elements that are used through it. Um, and then you know that leading into like Batman the Animated Series, it yes. already felt like familiar because I was used to yes. like Art Deco from Roger Rabbit specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, so it kind of all just kind of melts together. Yeah, and I think just being, like, maybe a little bit nerdy or a little bit queer or a little bit of a weirdo and just having that eye and being and obsessing over things and that mm-hmm. obsession just kind of leading you to other things. You know, I think totally. a, a certain kid yeah. is watching Batman the Animated Series and going, oh, this office looks like Arcade Maroon's office. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, whereas, exactly. whereas other kids, but, maybe little straight boys are not necessarily noticing. <laughs> or they're you can, not. They're not saying no. Or no, you can no, look at a, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can look at a photo of Veronica Lake from I Married a Witch and you know mm-hmm. the reference. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I, I saw yeah. Veronica Lake mm-hmm. to this day just because she was just stunning. Yeah. Um, but th- because of Jessica Rabbit, if it wasn't for yeah. Jessica, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I'd be like, great hair. Who? Hope you yeah. win. Bye. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. See? Well, okay. This movie's definitely struck a chord with all of us. Mm-hmm. Dax, this has been so Thank much you so fun. Much. No problem. Thanks Thank for you so much fun. for coming on. We've yeah. been, I've been meaning to reach out for a while now, and I'm yeah. glad that we glad we did. I'm, I'm glad that we did, yeah. and we yes. did a full well, episode. We got to this get was it all so much together. fun. I mean, absolutely. It's been a, a bumpy couple of weeks, <laughs> especially like like this past week. Um, There's giant storms all uh. around here, and so like uh, my power was out for a while. Oh. My internet's been off and on for the yeah. past like two days. It was off this morning, and then came back on. Oh, jeez. Um, so like it's just been <laughs> one of those kind of situations where it's yeah. like. Hope this works today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Would you, you, uh, if you would like to tell our listeners where they can find you, your socials, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I can be found pretty much on uh, every platform under uh, Daxclamation. That's D-A-X-C-L-A-M-A-T-I-O-N. And that, of course, includes Venmo and Cash App. All Thanks right. so much. Yep. <laughs> Love it. And uh, this episode's probably coming out pretty shortly, so if you have any gigs or shows you want to plug, feel free while we're here. Uh, not at this moment. No, no not okay. necessarily. Um, no, not really. Cool, cool. Well, yeah. we'll, ch- we'll keep an eye on your socials for that then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, in the yes. meantime... Follow media for any updates. Um, yeah, honestly, for the time being, I'm nothing that I can think of offhand that is yeah need to be plugged honestly cool, cool. <laughs> like, all right well thanks again so much for coming on we'd love to have you on again in the future but um no and, problem thank you until then we will bid you adieu and let you go thanks oh, man see you later bye. All right. bye. Have, a, have a good night bye you too bye And thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Thanks another so much. fine episode. That was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. Love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Love Dax. What a great guest. Yeah, what a great guest. Great energy. So thanks for listening, everybody. But I think it is about that time. It is time for some Patreon shoutouts. Yay! 
patrons. We would like to say hello to all of our wonderful patrons, including Darcy, Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, Jamie, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Dawn, Josh, Emily, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, and Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thank you for being Thanks so much. Thank you guys so much for contributing to the Patreon. Uh, there are over 20 commentary tracks. Yeah. On the Patreon that you can listen to. There are lots of fun. The Catwoman one just came out a couple weeks ago. That's a pretty fun one. Yes, and also, when we are a little ahead on episodes, I am mm-hmm. putting the episodes ahead a on week Patreon. on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to listen to the episode a little early, um, it's going to be on Patreon. And that's any level. Any level. So yep. even the dollar level, even the Chastity Pariah, uh, donate a buck and you can listen to the episodes a week early. So you can uh, get a jump on the general yeah. public. So head over to patreon.com slash movies that made us gay to check out all the tiers and all the uh, special additional content. Yeah. Yep, yep. We'd also love it if you would rate and review five the stars show. Follow and- us on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars everywhere. Give us five stars. And while you're at it, write us a review. We would love to read it on the show. Yes, indeedy. Uh, If you listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, there are uh, five-star ratings. You can go ahead and smash that five-star button. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on one of these episodes. Uh, You can follow us on social media. We are at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and on Facebook. And on Twitter at NTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. If you want to follow our personal socials, feel free. Uh, I am Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Yeah, and I'm Oscar Scott on... I haven't had my Twitter in a while. Oscar Scott on... Oscar's out on Twitter mm-hmm. and Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeedy. So, uh, yeah, check out all that fun stuff if you would like. But until next time, we bid you adieu. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye.